Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The Sunday night game had started in uh, Major League Baseball, and tonight that happened to be the Phillies and the Braves. So I flip on the Sunday night game. It's nothing, nothing in the first inning. The Braves hang a 10 spot on the Phillies in the top of the second inning. So I said, oh, well, that makes my decision easy. I'll be watching the Flyer game. Uh, so I tweeted out, hey, for those of you in doubt, uh, Flyer game starts in five minutes. You can go ahead and put that on because the Phillies are down 10 nothing in the second against the Braves. Damn it, the Phillies didn't come back with seven runs. I think they got one in the second and six in the third. They've now uh, uh, got a couple of guys on in the fourth inning. It's a 10-7 game, so i got to go back and forth. Uh, I will talk baseball with my next guest. No hockey whatsoever with Scott Braun from the MLB Network. Does some uh, hosting on Sirius XM's MLB Channel 2. Scott, Jody Mack here. How you doing, bud? Jody, I'm great. I actually did an NHL tonight about a week ago, but yeah, I'm I'm totally good with keeping it baseball. For the <laughs> last few days, it's been quite a rush these last uh, few weeks. But you're right. the The Phillies Braves game, by the way, includes Tommy Malone, who comes over to the Atlanta Braves. He's traded today officially. Comes over to Atlanta uh, or to the to Philly, I should say and pitches in that game. And obviously I'm going to cut him some slack because he's the one who gave up uh, seven runs over two and a third for a team where he didn't even know he was playing on that team until, what, a few hours before he gets there. So I'll cut him some slack, and now that looks like a good game again. Right. Uh, And we get this at the trade deadline, and there have been deals. You mentioned a Malone deal, a couple others. I, I would not say there's been a blockbuster, an overused word, but I think everybody understands the meaning of it. But a couple of significant guys, guys who can help their new teams. Padres look like they are definitely in it to win it. Getting Rosenthal and Mitch Moreland. Juan Castro is a backup catcher. When was the last time San Diego was the biggest mover and shaker in season at the trade deadline to make moves to bolster their roster? I feel like it's been so long that I don't even know if I was either alive or maybe I was a kid. <laughs> but it, it's uh, been a minute. I mean, since the Padres obviously haven't been into the postseason since I believe the number is 2006 for them. I actually was just calling Mariners Angels 
um, finished up about an hour and a half ago, and Mariners have the longest uh, drought in pro sports right now at, at 2001. But I think the pods are 06, and hey, I give a ton of credit to them. They have been vocal about the fact that they really need to turn things around and get back on the winning side of things. So we, we saw steps of that last year. First half of last year, they were about a 500 ball club. And then with a young team that has young arms, I mean, you saw some of that fade down the stretch for them. So you're like, okay, we saw some positive signs. And also with the Machado signing last year, he was not superstar level, and he definitely is playing at that level this year. So I give them a lot of credit for going for it, recognizing a couple things. I mean, you're a hot team right now. The Padres have a chance. If they can make some of those moves to plug some holes, they have a chance in a postseason that who knows how it's going to shake out. Every team, including the Dodgers, who are as dominant as they have looked, has to play. There's no buys. There's nothing like that, even though there's the expanded postseason. So even the Dodgers could be outed in a best-out-of-three series. What if it's the Dodgers and the Mets, and DeGrom goes nuts in one, and then the Mets just have to win one of the next two? I mean, you just never know. A short series can lead to more upsets. So with all that being said, love the move for Rosenthal for the Padres because they need bullpen help. Their closer, Kirby Yates, is down for the year, and it was supposed to be a strong suit for them, and it hasn't been. So I think that helps a lot. Pomeranz came back uh, today or yesterday it was. He was activated, so that helps too. Um, on the catching front, they needed a guy. Jason Castro can always get the job done. Really strong defensive catcher, and they can plug him in against left-handed pitching. And then the move for Mitch Moreland, he's actually, if you look at the numbers, been one of the better hitters uh, pound for pound at bat for at bat so far this year in baseball. So this is a playoff team, and I'm feeling for the San Diego fans in a good way that I'm happy that they have a, a good team to watch this season. And the one thing, uh, when I first saw that uh, they had acquired Mitch Moreland, I said, well, wait a minute. Uh, they've got Hosmer, and Hosmer's having a pretty good year. I think he hit another home run again today, and he's one of the better defensive fielding first basemen in baseball. Uh, they got Mitch Mullen just basically to pinch it. Then I realized, oh, oh, we have a designated hitter in the National League this year. So they got a way to get Mitch Moreland's bat into the lineup. I had kind of completely forgotten that. Shame on me. Um, but you're right. The Padres are having an unbelievable season, and Manny is uh, almost having an under-the-radar MVP-type season because the guy standing next to him in the infield, the reason why Manny's playing third base is a legit candidate for MVP in the National League as of right now. Fernando Tatis Jr. does it all. We know that. And he also is extremely entertaining to watch, which helps the cause as well. But, I mean, he does all those kind of little things on the field, too. I mean, that that's the true beauty of Fernando Tatis Jr. is that you're seeing all of the tools on display, and then you're also seeing that baseball brain, too. I mean, just uh, the kind of guy that, that makes the move that is two steps ahead, who fills in, um, or who I should say, makes a move either on the base pass that you would not expect, instinctual moves that make you say, actually, Jody, wow, I wonder if that guy has some major league bloodlines or something. His father, Fernando Tatis, was quite a ball player as well. Nothing like the potential of Tatis Jr., but you see that with some of these players in the bigs that have a big league father playing in a big league family. You have some of that in Toronto with Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichette. I mean, these guys come up, and, and that's the thing, too. They're so young. I mean, Tatis is, I want to say, 22, and he comes up, and he just looks like he belongs from day one in the show. And I, I think some of that, too, has to do with the fact that he's showing up in a big league clubhouse when he's a kid, watching dad and 
there's no better coaching than a big leaguer to tell you what to do and how to handle yourself and how to prepare and how to handle clutch moments. So, I mean, he does it all. He has the power. He has the hit tool. He can play the field as well as anyone. I mean, last year, the, really the only hiccup we saw in his game was the fact that he had quite a few errors and they were throwing errors. His arm is fantastic. Just getting the accuracy down and, and learning and figuring things out at the shortstop position, which, you know, is maybe the toughest position to play in the sport along with catcher. So I give him a ton of credit, and he is going to finish, I think, among the best, if not the best, in the National League for MVP. Scotty Braun from MLB uh, Network and Sirius XM's MLB uh, Radio as well, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. Right, you mentioned that you did the Mariners-Angels game today. Uh, here's a question that I didn't know if, uh, I was going to ask. It just dawned on me, so you probably weren't expecting it. I'm looking forward to your answer. The Angels aren't going to make the playoffs. I-, I thought they had a chance to be a playoff contender. Things have not gone well for them. If they do anything in the next 19 hours, I think it'll be sell before buy, uh, and I think they're hard-pressed to be a postseason team. If we get to September 10th, and we've got two and a half, three weeks left in the season, and they're pretty much all but done, is there a chance that Mike Trout says, I think I'll opt out now? Because he made noise about maybe not playing this year. He's got a newborn. He wants to protect his family. He knows he owes it to his teammates. But if a season is lost, do you think Mike Trot will think about opting out? First off, I thought you were going to give me an easy question of, do you think the Angels will make the playoffs? <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be too easy there, Mr. Braun. Sorry. I thought you were giving me an alley-oop, Jody Mac. But... No. No, you know what? I would say no, and the reason why is because he did say a few weeks into the season that he really felt like the team was following safety protocols and he felt like wearing masks and following all the directions that have been put in place and the guidelines put him in a good position. So I I think that he'll continue to play out the season. I can understand that, yes, when you get down the stretch here, for some of these teams that are going to be out of it, I think, I mean, we see this in a normal season, don't we? Where some teams just look dead, lost, uninspired down the stretch. And with all of the difficulties of 2020 for just about anybody in in the world, um, yeah, I can see how you could just run out of steam in a season like this in a variety of ways. But, I mean, without any knowledge to the matter, I would just say if I had to predict, no, I I would think that he'll, he'll play it out just based on, his own comments that we've heard at least a few weeks back saying that he he does feel like he's in a safe spot with the testing, with the distancing and the protocols that are being put in place. And uh, so, yeah, I I think we'll see him play out the rest of the year, but you know what? It does stink for trout to have to play on a team that just can't figure out how to make it back to the postseason. They've been there once for him. And that was 2014. We're in 2020. It's been a long time since the best player of the sport got to show himself off in October baseball, and they were swept back in 2014 by the Royals in three games. That's all we've seen from the top player in the sport. Now, I know they're different sports, but can you imagine if we rarely saw LeBron James in the playoffs in his prime? What if for the 10 best years when we look back on LeBron's career, he only made it to the playoffs one season and he was swept? Now, it's a different sport. Trap doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time. But the fact that we don't get to see him in the playoffs is, is just a shame for, of course, Angels fans, of course, Trout. 
but I think for the entire baseball landscape because he is a special ball player. He'll go down as one of the greats of all time. You get the Mickey Mantle comparisons. I mean, um, so I hope that the Angels at some point can figure out how to put together a ball club for him this year. The problem primarily has been pitching. It's just not there for them. And you figured with 16 teams, the Angels with Trout and adding Rendon and having Otani and Joe Madden added to be the manager – you figured that this was going to be a team at least competing for a playoff spot, and they're just not. I mean, if you're in the 10-ish game under 500 mark with only 30 to go, you're you're basically out. So we'll see if they can put together a squad for him while he's in his prime still for – I mean, who knows? He's trapped. Maybe he'll be in his prime for five, six, seven more years. But you just like to see him contribute more to October baseball, being the face of the sport or at least the best player in the sport. Scotty, let me ask you about a uh, specific team. The Yankees uh, had gotten off to a phenomenal start, but then leveled off, hit a major slump. They've got some injuries, but if there's one team that's learned to deal with injuries the last year and change, it's been the Yankees, and they've got what seems to be pretty damn good depth, but uh, their pitching is coming up small on them. Their bullpen's had issues since uh, their Britain, their closer went down. Chapman came back, maybe wasn't ready. They've gotten a couple of wins over the Mets the last few days, but prior to that, they had been a funk, and Tampa went by them like they were standing still in the American League East. Brian Cashman going to pull the trigger on something over the next 20 hours before the trade deadline? I would think he does, and I think the move would be, I mean, maybe you get some middle infield or some infield help to just uh, assist with depth because that's been a problem spot just given the injuries, although you should have, hopefully, I know for Yankee fans, guys coming back i mean if the lineup is intact or even 80 percent intact by the postseason they're fine and they're going to make the playoffs i mean again this is a 16 team postseason this year eight in the american league eight in the national league the yankees will be one of the top two teams in the al east to be able to make it to the playoffs they don't even have to worry about a wild card situation but pitching for sure i mean if you look at the yankees and also this is the thing that that makes me laugh jody is oh, it's Yankees-Dodgers, book it, that's your World Series. Really? With everything that's happened, you think you can make a prediction in 2020 like that so easily? Just based on the fact that, yes, the Yankees have dealt with a number of injuries. There are other strong ball clubs. Look at the American League with the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays. Also look at the fact that, again, you're going to have a three best out of three in the first round. There's more, an, another round added to the mix, more teams in the playoffs. So for the Yankees, yeah, you feel really good about Garrett Cole pitching game one in a postseason. But then after that, okay, Tanaka's been pretty clutch in, in playoff past. But I think ideally another starter would be great for them. Every team can use an arm at this point. There are big names still being floated around the baseball world. I do think that Lance Lynn will be moved. There's a chance Mike Clevenger gets moved. Both of those guys are top of the rotation types. So, and I know that you know Lynn's had his uh, time with the Yankees already, but he's a different pitcher nowadays. So, I, I do think if he can make a move, he does. But I'm talking about a few names. Dylan Bundy's one more. I'm talking about a few names that just about every contender wants, and most of these teams are contenders at this point, at least for the postseason. You're looking at what? five-ish sellers and 20 to 25 buyers right Right. now in baseball. So it's competitive, and most teams are going to come up empty. So uh, I think they should make a move, but do I think they will make one? Honestly, I don't think they're going to make a big splash. 
All righty, Scotty, last thing, and you just uh, talked about how difficult it is to make predictions at this time. This is, I, I guess it's a prediction, but it might be from inside information or what you're hearing. Bubble baseball. We've got it in the NBA. We've got it in the NHL, and it has been discussed in Major League Baseball for the postseason that because if you open up the playoffs and you have matchups, they've done a great job at cutting down on cross-country travel by playing everything within divisions and the opposite league. Uh, The playoffs could lend itself if they continue to have everybody travel to cross-country travel. That's why I think they've considered going inside a bubble or two or three or four for the postseason What's the latest you've heard? What would you suggest the possibilities are of that's what Major League Baseball turns to for its playoffs? Yeah, I've read the reports. I've seen, you know, all of the insiders that, that if you're a baseball fan, you're locking in on. So, you know, Ken Rosenthal's been all over it the past few days. So if I had to guess, sure, without being in that role as the, as the broadcaster, the guy that tees up a Ken Rosenthal for a report, I would say I think that – we will see a situation like that, but, but no inside knowledge from me. Otherwise, looking at what we're getting from the rest of the insiders. And then I think the easiest way to look at how it's worked out is very positively, right, for basketball and for hockey and some of the other sports as well. The amount of positive tests, is, I mean, there's none, right? We have, I don't think we've had any in hockey or in basketball the entire time there. It's just as simple. The bubble works in terms of ensuring absolute safety and no positive tests. So in a postseason format where you don't want to miss any games or have any hiccups or any medical concerns or coronavirus positive tests, it, just, it seems to make a lot of sense to me. So, um, And I think, I mean, if we're talking about logistics, I know Ken put out uh, the California, Southern California area and, and Texas. It looks like, Jody, that would be all you need if, if you stagger game times. I know there's a ton of work to do with scheduling, and there are more teams, especially in that first round. But it looks like you could get away with, if I'm just doing the math, scheduling a city where you can play at two ballparks and you just scatter the times around. And also keeping in mind, usually for a postseason, we give – a travel day, right? So you wouldn't need that if you're in a bubble. So you can make your adjustments even easier in terms of scheduling. So, uh, yeah, it looks like it, it's something that'll make sense, and um, and it'll be fine, and it'll be fun, and actually, you know, you can prevent a team from being at their home ballpark, right? So in, in Ken's report, he said you could do the National League in Texas and the American League in California, so you wouldn't have the Dodgers playing at Dodger Stadium. Let's say it was Dodgers and, and Angels home ballparks. Angels aren't going to make it, so you can have the AL there, and the Dodgers are going to make it, obviously, but you can have them play in Texas. And then in the American League, if you took the Rangers and the Astros ballparks, but the Astros are playing in California, they don't have any home field advantage of any sort, and uh, the, the Rangers don't look like they're going to make it. So, look, we just did some simple math, and I think we played it out fair enough that everyone's going to feel comfortable that no team has some significant advantage. And and also, you know, talking about that stuff, I think many of us are just thrilled to have a season playing out the way it does. So you're going to have an imbalanced schedule and everything else, but I I think the postseason would be set up pretty fairly in a scenario like that. It's going to keep Scott Braun busy all the way through October to whatever bubble. Whatever bubble he may be heading to. Scott, thanks for hopping on with us for a couple minutes here tonight. Great insight. Appreciate it. Glad you're doing well. We'll uh, certainly be in touch again as the season rolls along.
Anytime I'm around, Jody. Great talking to you. My pleasure. That is Scott Braun, good guy, knows his baseball stuff inside and out. I know him from the MLB Network and some of the series stuff that we do on their MLB channel as well. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.